Let's Talk, the Bible Fellowship Church devotional podcast to make sure you have the spiritual nourishment that you need to make it through these difficult times. On Wednesdays, we've been moving through the book of Ecclesiastes, and we've noted that the theme of this book is Solomon's pursuit of meaning in life through everything under the sun, that is, in all things apart from the Lord, only to find that it's all meaningless, vanity. If you haven't done so already, I want to encourage you to read the entire book of Ecclesiastes in one setting. It won't take too long, but in its pages, you will hear the wisest person to have ever lived looking back on his life, seeking fulfillment apart from God, only to find nothing but futility. Today, we're going to look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting with the first eight verses. Let's go to the scriptures. Verse 1. For everything there is a season, and a time for everything under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to tear, a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Most of us are familiar with these words from the 1965 song, Turn, 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 by the Birds. The song rose to popularity as a signal of the changing of times and generations, but it's also been interpreted as a call for world peace. But Solomon's original intent comes at the matter from a slightly different angle. The first eight verses were penned following his explorations of all things under the sun. Verse 9 even says, What gain has the worker from his toil? You see, apart from God and ultimate meaning to life, all these are a vicious, repetitious cycle. The heights of one are wiped out by the lows of another. The ebbs and flows and ups and downs of life will continue on as they always have. Life is meaningless without God and his revelation to man. So in order to stave off the madness of such a possibility of a meaningless existence, Solomon must return God to the picture. Verse 11 tells us he has made everything beautiful in his time and has set eternity in the hearts of men. We can have confidence that the Lord of all the earth will make wrongs right in his time. Also, he notes that each person is inherently aware of an eternal God, even if we delude ourselves into thinking otherwise. This has been likened to God placing the medal of eternity in our hearts and using the magnet of heaven to draw men to himself. For more on this from a worldwide perspective, I would recommend a book called Eternity in Their Hearts by Don Richardson. He describes many different cultures which have a concept of a supreme God, as well as stories of redemptive analogies to prepare the world for a worldwide gospel. But if there is no God and no ultimate meaning to life, then we should do as Solomon notes in verses 12 and 13, to be joyful, do good, eat, drink, and live it up because you only go around once. However, God is sovereign, and though it seems cyclical, verse 14 and 15 remind us that God is still in control. Furthermore, he allows things into our lives to cause us to revere him. Now, the world is going to tell you you're foolish for believing in God and awaiting the return of Christ. We're even warned about this in 2 Peter 3, verse 3 through 5. He says, Scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing, following their own sinful desires. They will say, Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they have since the beginning of creation. Solomon addresses wickedness and injustice in verse 16. And in verse 18 says, Without God, we are no more than animals, as our destinies are the same. In a world that is continually pushing God to the margins, teaching the eternity of matter, and the theory of evolution, 
we should not be surprised to see a rise in wickedness, injustice, as well as animalistic behavior. Again, this drives Solomon to the Lord to prevent madness. You can hear him talking to himself in verse 17. God is going to judge both the righteous and the wicked, right? Can you hear it? There has to be divine judgment, right? Or it all really is meaningless. Now I'm writing and recording this on Sunday before the election, and I know that this season has been more heated than it has been in previous years. Unfortunately, many have torched friendships and created unnecessary divisions. Maybe your guy won. Don't get too excited. This will pass. Maybe your guy lost. Don't lose heart. This too shall pass. Regardless of the result, setting our country on the right track is not going to happen on the back of a donkey or an elephant. Psalm 118 verses 8 and 9 tells us, It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in a man. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. No matter who is in office, if each born-again believer shared the Lord with those in our circles of influence, it'll have a greater impact on this nation than our vote for the presidential office. Remember that Jesus is Lord, not Caesar. On a lighter note, as I read verse 5 earlier this week, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, I laughed out loud. Due to COVID, as a society, we are currently refraining from embracing, and it is hard. People were created for community, and personal touch from others is essential to the human experience. Due to social distancing recommendations, we've been deprived of this component of humanity. Know, too, that this will also pass. I, for one, am desperately awaiting the return to a time of embracing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for setting eternity in our hearts and giving meaning to an otherwise pointless cycle of events. We know that you're fully aware of the hardships and injustice that we endure and witness. We also know that you're actively at work in individuals and society as a whole. In this post-election cycle, use the church to be your ambassadors and ministers of reconciliation for a broken world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, join us here Monday through Friday for more devotions from the Bible Fellowship family and on Sundays for our services streamed live on YouTube and Facebook. You can also join us in person on Sundays for service at 9 and 11 and also at 6 p.m. for our evening service. Go to our website, www.bfcsebring.com, for the links to services and be sure to download our new app. Have a blessed day.